brand new show. That's exciting, isn't it? It's a new concept. Basically, I emailed, WhatsApped, messaged lots of our contributors and said, what's your favourite season supporting Liverpool? So maybe not necessarily the most successful one or the one where you went to, went to the most games, but just the one where you had the most fun and the one where you look back and go, do you know what? That was a brilliant time to be a Liverpool fan. I had a scream. I've got loads of stories. And it was just really kind of summarised to you what it's all about being a Liverpool fan. Uh, lots of people answered, as you can imagine. It's something that we're all passionate about. And thankfully, lots of our contributors gave different seasons. And so we're pulling everyone together. We're trying to get get everyone together. We're going to try and do them in one hit, uh, probably over a few beers. This first one was definitely over a few beers. And just relive some of those brilliant Liverpool seasons with the people who, who loved them the most. This is the first one. This is 2001. It was chosen by John Macken, by Kev Sampson and by Kev Walsh. Um, they all picked 2001 as their favourites. So you're going to hear part one of this. We're going to put part one out for free. So this is a little bit of a taster. Well, I say a little little taster. It's, um, it's, it's fairly long, but this is a taster of not just this season, but what the whole series is going to be about. Um, so this one's for free. The rest of them will be available for subscribers. Um, so if you enjoy them, make sure you download the app. You'll get some free tokens. You can maybe enjoy the, the later parts as they come over the next few weeks or dive in to some of the other stuff uh, that we're doing as well, or even subscribe. We do are keen for everyone to support us in any way that they can. So... Without further ado, let's get going. This is 2001, as told by the people who absolutely loved it. It's John Givens with a new show for the Anfield Rap. It is my favourite season. Uh, we are recording this in the beautiful location of Mattel. We are in June. I think it is June, yeah, yeah but the, the sun is shining. It is absolutely beautiful. And it is one of the best places in Liverpool to be on a sunny day. And one of the best places to recall a fantastic season. And I can't think of three better people uh, to recall any season with to be honest with you but certainly the one that they have picked is their favourite I've got uh, Kev Walsh I've got Kev Sampson and I've got John Macken or as he's known in uh, Europe uh, Johnny Macken Liverpool FC uh, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll come on to that um, the story of this <laughs> show is when you say that by the way <laughs> <laughs> the story of this show is uh, it came out of a, a, a pipe between me and Kev actually where we talked about you know a, a, a show where we could really get into to the footy of our favourite time supporting Liverpool and really get into the games and, and the seasons and really what it is to be a Liverpool fan and, and to live these seasons where it feels like sort of everything's possible so so here we are and then I, I emailed slash text um, a lot of our contributors and, and asked them to pick their favourite season and we're sort of going to group them all together uh, but these three gentlemen have all picked 2000-2001 uh, so first of all I'll start with you Kev uh, the most obvious question is why did you pick it? So by any standards I would say that I am the most exuberantly positive person in any room at any given time I'm delusionally <laughs> annoyingly so <laughs> delusionally <laughs> upbeat yeah, so, so, uh, so when we when we won the league in, in, in 1990, it just never entered my head that that was going to be the last one for nearly 30 years. You go into the, the following season thinking business as usual. But of course, it didn't pan out that way. And at the same time, you know, there was the rise of obviously, you know, Wenger's Arsenal. But more than anything, it was what was happening at Old Trafford. So as we were entering into this 
decline that seemed to go on for, for, for quite a long time. They were on the rise, and yet, you know, I'm never going to any game expecting us to get beat. And every season I would start expecting us to win the league, and the 90s wore on and on and on, and we were getting them nearer, and they were ticking off league title after league title. So the arrival of, of, of Gerard Hulia was, you know, symbolically, when we look back now, I think stopped that demise and started what you could see as being the, the rebirth of, of the new Liverpool. It was a stepping stone. And, you know, we, frankly, you know, we had some, some players in, in, in that squad in, the, you know, most of the 90s that you wouldn't recognise as being worthy of, of being Liverpool players. And I, I remember, like the previous season, like he'd uh, he brought in people like Sammy Hippier, for example. Um, I th- think Haman came in that season. Same season. Same season. So, so the you know the process was at. Uh, but but for me, really, the, the the rebirth of the Reds and and what leads us to being where we are today, you know, with a with a team to really really be, be proud of, started in, in in that season. And this is coming from somebody who's who, who's, who's been around a little bit. Um, but it's just you know there is just so much that went on in that 2000 2001. But it's it is you know I'm sure, I'm sure the the other lads will agree like it's it's symbolically like it's the rebirth of the new Reds there. Johnny, why do you figure? Yeah, pretty much same as Kev there, but I, I do take umbrage if you with what a few people say about the 90s as being a completely barren period it was still pretty good it wasn't good enough for us but you know it was still it was still good we nearly won the double one season you know we've never finished lower than eighth in 60 years in 60 years since promotion so you know the, the club we never fell into like a, a decline like previous teams that had won the european cup have been relegated as well you know and we, we've kept at a, a, a good level for, for most of the 90s, not good enough for Liverpool FC, but um, that 2000, 2001, everything just seemed to click. We got we got together a cracking little squad. We, we did buy some duds. You know, there were a lot of players who came in that era who never made it and were never ever going to make it. But there were some cracking little signings in there. You know, Upia, like you say, one of the greatest centre halves I've ever seen play for Liverpool. Uh, Gary McAllister, who came the summer before this and just seemed to gel that midfield into. Just a cracking little machine. Yeah, very, very important yeah. sign, and we'll get on to him definitely, I'm won't sure we? Sure, we will. Yeah. And the reason I love that season more than most, it's the closest I've ever come to a full house. I did 61 out of 63 matches. Unbelievable. Yeah. Something go on that. Tranmere. I couldn't get a ticket for Tranmere. I couldn't get one for Tranmere. I love no money. Couldn't get one. I had loads. Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was your local there. team, Kevin. He came out with the Widow Gazette, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I can't remember what the other one was, but I've got a feeling it was Leicester away. But because that was midweek and Leicester's a swine of a place to get back from midweek. It just seems such a shame. I think we can see Prenton Park from where <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, like you probably, yeah, probably I just went, about I went over to try and get one and asking round. They were going for like 70 quid and that was like 10 times face value. So I just got the bus back into town and watched it in the pub. Yeah. I mean, Kev, you're, you're a little bit younger uh, than these boys, so you'll probably have a different story. But why have you picked this year? Mine is it's, it's more to do with like a coming of age than than the actual football. The football obviously very much feeds into it. But I I just turned 17 at the start of this season and I'd just become matchmates with the likes of yourself and our other good mate Ben. And it was all I've always said that growing up all I ever really wanted was matchmates. I used to go to match with my dad and he'd see him with all his mates and I used to one of the things I used to love, we'd be standing on the cop and like it's it seemed like a, a never ending thing of fellas would walk past you, I like Paul, I like Paul, I like Paul. 
to my dad and I used to think that's just the coolest thing in the world like you know so many people and I always think I just love one day to be just <coughs> on the cop and just someone walk past like, oh, I like Kev you're alright just, or just a little nod or something like that and this is the season where I first first really got that just turning 17 obviously you're on the aisle and that but also the football like you don't just said there it was you didn't call the 90s a balance spell for a, for a kid my age it was the ends of the earth you know? <laughs> <laughs> it was the absolute end yeah, of but the but I'd world. had all those years before well, that, that's it so because like it, it matters the way, the, way, the way you think about time changes the older that you get so yeah. eight years to you when you're 17 it's half your it's life half your almost life, yeah. eight yeah. years to me yeah. now it's, it's five minutes yeah. ago do you know yeah. what I mean you, yeah. you see things like, that's only years ago I could tell you what I was doing right outside that ground yeah. but at that stage I, I was the difference between a 17 year old and a 12 year old do you know what I mean so yeah, I yeah. felt obviously you're not a man at 17 but you feel like you're that so that feeling of being good at football again as well was it was so big to me because the biggest thing for the 90s for me is we just never beat Everton like probably got three or four wins throughout the whole 90s it seemed yeah. it's probably worth saying as well you know the, in the context of the 80s is the emergence of the Champions League like through, throughout that when you think that we'd won the European Cup more times than any other British team but we never champions in the end of the the previous season we had to beat Bradford, didn't we? Yeah. And uh, to, to get the points to get into the Champions League for the first time. I managed to fluff our lines. So that was important as well because... You finished fourth in a two-horse race a few seasons previously. Yeah, yeah. Not, not so Chef Weatherway as well. There's, yeah. there's all of that. And for all those reasons, I think, you know, the signings that happened, I mean, John mentioned McAllister. We also brought in Nick Barnby, who turned out to be, a, you know, certainly I'll always remember him for the... How long, how long had Tesky yeah. been there by this season? Well, he comes in in the March yeah. before. Do you remember we'd, we'd so agreed to sign him for, was it 8 million? 8.2 million at the end of the season. And then because there was before the days before the transfer windows, then, yeah, then we then yeah. agreed 9 million or 11 million or something. Because yeah. I know yeah. we didn't buy him in the summer, but I'm always. He comes in in March that, just that, before, that yeah. The, season. the fact that, that's yeah. a sign and that may well have turbocharged this season because he didn't necessarily hit the ground running when he first came to Liverpool did he there was a, yeah. a few things and I always remember his first few games like he was going down easily in the box and the whole cop was like no lads this is not for we don't want that type of thing yeah. and it, which is a weird thing when you think about fans moaning about one of the players trying to win a penalty yeah. but that was the way it was but then at the start of this season he was just banged right in there and then he was the foil then for either Fowler or Owen throughout yeah. the season weren't he whereas if he'd have probably signed in that summer you may have found that he didn't quite get there at that point and Fowler wasn't, wasn't fit at the start of it so the fact that we have managed to get him probably it's probably if he signed in March only 10 games or something isn't it yeah. but that's probably then fired us on to what become yeah, one of the historical yeah, yeah, seasons yeah. in the club's and, history and then the other the other prong although we never sadly saw the best of him was the magnificent Yari Lippmann oh, who we, player he comes halfway through the season yeah yeah, yeah. So and, and and then just to finish, I mean, Stefan Ancho comes, does he? That the same Ancho. time as Hoop, yeah. So he's the. So year he's before. already there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Christian Ziga. Well, so Ziga's yeah. halfway through the season yeah. as well, isn't he? Because we have we have made the time to get him in. Yeah. So he 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 signed like on the summer the summer window is. Um, it's Diomed, uh, McAllister, Arfex said Babel, Barnby, and then like you say, Ziga, and, and there's Gregory Vignal as well, who doesn't do great things in Liverpool, but is, is part of the Gary McDavid. Oh, very, very, very important. <laughs> and then Eagle Biscan comes halfway through, he comes in December. Came in December, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable goal along with the Crystal Palace as and well, I always remember that one in the five. But it's mad when you do the outs from that summer, because these players, some of them seem like 
they must have left like five years before but it just shows that you know you're talking about the 90s and some players you shouldn't have played for Liverpool so the outs that summer are like Bjornaby, Bab, Thompson, Matteo, Friedel, Song, Staunton, uh, Meyer who doesn't last on, Kamara and, and John Newby but like some of them you're like you, you can't you can't yeah. imagine them crossing over with Sam Eubier well, like, but that, he did that yeah. goes somewhere back to what Kev says before yeah. though of this season seeming to be like a jumping off point for a whole new Liverpool like yeah. that the, them players you just mentioned there are synonymous some of them thanks to Bjorn being that think of Bjorn I think of the cross for uh, uh, Ruzic in the 3-3 against Man United which seems like a lifetime before this doesn't it but those players are like the old Liverpool and then you saw about your on shows who beers Nicky Barham every, every single one of them an upgrade isn't it yeah, that, well, that's yeah. It. whereas in the, in the 90s it seemed like sometimes we were trying to upgrade but with every team, we just stood on a rake. This was yeah, like the yeah, face, yeah. didn't it? Every time we uh, trying to play. Yeah. Well, that's and that's that's how you felt about us in the 90s, generally, Kev. You know, I've put a bit of context here saying, you know, you mentioned the Bradford game. They actually only got two points from the last five games in the league. In nine, the season before this, you know, it's, so it's not just Bradford. It's it's they just needed a couple of wins from from those last five games, and they, they drew two and lost oh, three. Yeah, and just horribly, it just really cemented your thing where. Yeah. These lads are to be trusted. That's how you yeah. fell through. Yeah, Drew yeah. Evans and then the start of Julia is they're like, there's some players there, but yeah. but you can't trust them. No, no. <laughs> a bit more and, and, and there was also, you know, that, that period of, of going into the Norway market, wasn't there? The likes of Leonards and Bjornaby, yeah. as Kev just said, you know, there was so there was clearly like those, you know, there was, there was like a, a trial and error period, but it just felt. I think we, we all three of us, all four of us, are saying the same thing. It felt like suddenly there was clarity, there was focus, there was a plan, and he felt confident that 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 Julia, you know, was now, you know, completely in charge of the of of, of, of the whole kind of strategy, and it felt like going into the start of that season that. We were gonna, you know, we we're gonna yeah, kick that, on. You got the impression that Julien knew the players he wanted, and he knew how to find them because <laughs> tentacles all over the European coaching system and scouting systems. Julien at that stage as well. Look, it seems to me we're, we've always been a club that's idolised managers, and I don't think Evans really had, ever had that adulation. I, I very much respected, yeah, but just didn't wasn't such a like a godlike figure. And people might sort of people a bit younger maybe listening to this thinking, I'm not sure Julien's seen like that. I can tell you at the time he very much was like he was I remember thinking oh my god I thought about Julia very much in the same terms I thought about Klopp early on in his stage and it didn't quite go that way for him but I'll tell you what he wasn't a million miles away from him do you think we as a club we treat our managers different to other clubs I do a million percent I I think I think famous quote Alex Ferguson once said that their, you know, their fans sometimes fans to their detriment I think we, I yeah. think we sometimes oh, yeah. give them a god complex you yeah. know because the, the managers generally don't get the name sung no I mean it's half our songs are about Julia yeah. yeah. who let their heads out who let their heads out it was such a tune but we had like we had French flags with his name on and stuff like that in the grounds and We've had the same with Klopp now. I, I think testicule de chien. <laughs> that was a good the one as well. They were just all like anything with Hulay. Just felt like this man knows what he's doing. And you say about United, it felt like a battle between him and the fans, didn't it? With Ferguson. And you look at it now, and listen, his, his legacy in the football teams is fantastic. But there's a lot of their fans who are saying, well, you've done nothing to get rid of the cancer that is the Glazers in their club now. And I just think if he was a Liverpool manager, so he just I don't know he'd be deified even more if yeah, it's possible for yeah, it to yeah, be yeah. whereas Ger- and Gerard Hulay was is probably a mistake away to Leverkusen when he takes a man off yeah, yeah. from maybe a European Cup that year following and, season yeah. and a couple of times in the league where he just if he'd have just been a little bit more adventurous we might have gone a little bit further and it's, it's a toss of a coin and going to 
Barcelona we were three 0 down and they away like we Klopp we want to four 0 in the home leg. But in that game after we went three 0 down, Barcelona have a great chance to make it four 0 And remember Messi, Balogun and I think it was uh, Mbappe, yeah. whatever it was for not doing it. And these that's the small differences. And I think there was probably a few small differences at the time that take Julia away from being what would have, what people would think of Shankly Paisley Dagbish and yeah, now of the year. One other thing I wanted to mention. Um, I'll go to you, John. Before we, we get into the season, you know, yeah. sort of month by month, is the other bit of contact for maybe younger fans or newer fans is to remember from this is a season, obviously, you know, you're allowed to do spoilers. We end up winning the UEFA Cup <laughs> in the 90s. Liverpool and done much in Europe at all. You know, from, from my memory, and you know, I was young, but there's obviously the Auxerre night, which is quite famous, but yeah. it doesn't lead to much. And then there's a, a year where they get to the semi-finals of the Cup Winners' Cup and That's go out to sure. Paris but yeah. you look at the the, the the teams they played on the way there and you know there's not much to sort of write home about really a lot of Scandinavian teams yeah. so it is worth saying if you just forget about everything else this season and focus on what they do in Europe this year it'd be enough to call it a brilliant season because of what come before absolutely my favourite season following Liverpool in Europe maybe you just went to, from one end of Europe to the other literally you know from Bucharest <laughs> Right out to the, uh, and with uh, a lasting, a, a lasting uh, relic from one of the trips, just over there in the Museum of Liverpool, which I'm sure we'll get onto as well. Uh, uh, they took me away for a uh, John Lennon back in there for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> they talked about the. He uh, up and said, "Would you mind?" I went, "What, John and Yoko?" Oh, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that season in Europe was just amazing. It was just brilliant trips, one after the other. You know, first time I'd ever been to Barcelona. Uh, was it Roma, uh, Bucharest, Bucharest, Porto, Porto and the pouring rain. It always rains in Porto. Yeah, yeah. Liberec was was mad. You know, when you, you you look back at how enormous European football is across the board. You know, it was three three competitions. But again, I'm sure we'll get into it. But that ground held about 8,000, didn't it? Yeah, they didn't have one. One side was just a row of trees. Yeah. <laughs> and to get to it, you walked along a stream for about a mile. There was a station and you got off. And it was, you know, it was a yard or two wide and you were walking along this. Just just ridiculous. But that's the brilliance of the uh, the, the lower competitions the in Europe. Is that you, yeah. you, Did you, you two both do Olympiacos that year? Oh, he right. did. Olympiacos, he yeah. did, I did. Because... Hadn't really had much of those like wildly Mediterranean, you know, flares going off, smoke bombs, you know, even the police trying to get back here. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, you know, we, were, we were on our toes because they were basically pelting us with bits of concrete, golf balls, and things. And the police were just standing there going, I remember watching it on the telly because back, like, I say back in them days, it's only it's 20 LG years ago now, like, but. <laughs> After watching the footage of it, and remember when you're watching on the telly, it was always like rubbish cameras. Like they would, they would they send like the, the HD cameras. Obviously, they didn't have HD then, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It was like it was like a relic from the past, even watching it. But I remember the noise in the ground. Like yeah, it was when amazing. You're watching, I, just, yeah. I just thought, oh, that's just that's a bit of me. That because I didn't do any of the European, any of the European ways. That this like I say, it was only 17. I think I literally just got my first passport to need to go on a lads' holiday at the end of the season with the kids from school. Yeah. But that Olympiacos one in the ground, it just looked unbelievable. One of those ones that you feel just alive while you're in there, and then when the final whistle goes, you think, "Oh shit!" There was a few that season, weren't there? Yeah. Full time at Rome was, Rome uh, was amazing, yeah. But we had enough there; we had yeah. over eight thousand, so yeah, we were never in any danger. Should we 
Shall we start way back? Let's we'll start from the beginning. It's a very good place to start. Uh, well, we started as, as where the we goes. the previous season, didn't we? Well, we did, yeah. We'll get into August then. So, yeah, we, we started beating Bradford. Bradford. Putting that to right to the way. It's a 1-0. And uh, then there's a 2-0 defeat at Arsenal when Gary Mack gets sent off first half. That's right, yeah. Uh, man gets sent off second half. Travesty. Uh, so it was a travesty. Yeah, yeah. Well. yeah. The Irish well. should have yeah. gone. Yeah, yeah. Monday nights. I remember being yeah. in the air. Well, it's the Monday after Bradford, which is mad, isn't it? It's, it's honestly, it's a mad one. To play Saturday and then Monday with, for no real reason. That's, that's crazy, isn't it? But that's one I remember being down here. And we were we were decent, and then there's somehow the referee just loses his head because yeah. Vieira gets sent off for Haman tackling him at the knee. Yeah, like yeah. Vieira gets the ball, Haman tackles him at the knee, and then Haman gets sent off later on. It must have been an even up thing for the, the least yellow card you've ever seen, and even then you couldn't you couldn't. Um, you couldn't rescind the yellow card, red, yeah. but in that one, did you rescind it because it was that idiotic? <laughs> I remember coming out of that ground like thinking, We've been fucking robbed here. I was yeah, like, I yeah, yeah. But I think the, the upside to it though was we were good, you know, yeah, we did, yeah. We, were, we, were, we were good that night, and so many times, like I can remember one of the uh, one of the kind of stepping stones to getting to that point of being good was again when when Hooley came in and we got a nil nil draw about two seasons before. Um, Early, I remember like Carragher playing as a centre back and, and getting a nil nil there. We, well, we beat we them were a couple of seasons before as well. Do you remember the Titi Kamara goal in the green kit? Yeah. That on a Sunday yeah. afternoon. That, that was that was another one where you thought there's there's a yeah. little bit about this team yeah. because Starting to turn the corner, been struggling yeah. for against big teams like like United. We hadn't beat them for ages up until '99. In fact, it must have been '99 the same season that Kamara scores because but this season's the first year we beat United. Yeah, it definitely is. Definitely, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, so, yeah, so 99 yeah. the season before, actually, yeah, sorry, we didn't beat yeah. United, we drew one over the Paddy Berger scores a late free yeah. kick. That was, that was my first ever to talk to after, and that was in the same I kick. think we took the lead from well, Paddy Berger free kick, and they, kick and they spawned an equaliser. That one we wore at yeah. Arsenal where we got beat this season was terrible. That goal thing, yeah, yeah. it just was horrible. We've got a history in it. It only looked good on like... But Arsenal, anyway, we should, you know, we, we definitely didn't deserve to get beat by them, no. and felt that every decision that could have gone against us went against us. But on the right, it was a Monday night. I remember being on the train back the next day, in the company of the great Lenny Wilcox, and he was just—he was on top of the world. He, and it is Lenny it is, Woods. Lenny, Lenny Woods or Bobby Wilcox, or maybe it was both of them. <laughs> what, did, what, did you get Lenny what did I say? Did I, sorry, 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 Bobby. I know they were yeah. close. Bobby. It was Bobby. You never married as far as I remember. Some love child. That was it. <laughs> oh, uh, Bobby, Bobby in his white vest, and he, and, and and mix. he was. <laughs> He was very, he was very excited. He was, he was saying, "We've got our Reds back." I felt that was a bit odd in the context of having been beast, but it turns out that he wasn't. Yeah, that but far you can on. see when you've been to that many football matches, and you know, you can see stuff, a team. You can see together, beyond the result, can't you? you can, some games you lose, and you know we played bloody well there. Yeah, yeah. You could see that. It yeah. was a sign. So I mean, the, a hallmark of this season is lots and lots of false starts. So we go and like we'll, we'll, we'll win a couple then we'll lose a stupid one then. well yeah. the next one's that in that season because we go to Southampton we go 3-0 up oh we look brilliant Mario Pajas mate fucking Schmitz hell Schmitz is 3 assists and then we end up drawing 3 which is uh -huh. like sort of sums us up at that point but yeah, especially but I mean, there like, for me just on the personal note that was the first away game I took took my lad Joe to and it's a, it's a lengthy drive and you know obviously if you drive it's even longer back if you do that so when when we get three 0 up with maybe what fifteen minutes left, twenty minutes yeah, left, that wasn't long ago, was it? I, 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 it's the old Dell as well, you know, and and it's it's so kind of compact and everything. And he was starting, you know, when when you, when you got like an eight year old kid there, and and it, he was going, you know. So I said to him like five more minutes. Anyway, 
we left it as we were leaving they got the first goal back and we get back to the to the car turn the radio on literally as the third one went in and I, I, I can't overemphasize how crushing that felt because we'd been so dominant, hadn't we? Yeah. Getting yeah. three in the lot. There's no waste of throwing points away, is And we literally yeah. did as well because it was the goalkeeper's fault. I don't know if it was the first or the second, but the, the cross comes to the back post and Pahaz must have been about four foot two. He was tiny. He was a crack yeah. player, but he was tiny, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Westerveld judges that it's coming. He thinks he's going to head it back across goal, which is probably a fair assumption 99% of the time. But the way he gambled was ridiculous, and Pahar's just entered into an open net, yeah. and it set the tone really for Westerveld that season. One minute he'd make a world, and you'd be like, "What a yeah, fantastic that world's done," and the next minute he'd be punching the ball in the back of the net at Chelsea, or there's, I think there's one of Middlesbrough around yeah. this time where he, he gets his stability as a goalkeeper. Yeah, if you want to go to the top level, they don't, they don't have to be yeah. the most brilliant goalkeeper in the world. They, you just need to know what they're going to do. Trust, yeah, yeah, trust. Yeah. It's the cliche of the spine, isn't it? Because when you think like we had. We had Babel, we had Honcho, we had Hippier. And then in midfield, obviously, it's the season where Steven Gerrard really makes his mark. Yeah. And I'll always remain convinced that's Gary Max doing, like, you know. Well, he says it as well, yeah. doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah. So the one thing that was missing, was obviously, Owen was prolific and Robbie Fowler got injured in pre season, didn't he? But he, so we, we didn't have any shortage of strikers. But the keeper, as Kev rightly says, you know, he could have absolutely. Will blinding, you know, brilliant, brilliant days where he'd save everything and as a shot stopper and commanding in the box and all that, then just make stupid, stupid mistakes. No, he made, he made a absolutely fantastic save in the cup final from was it Henri? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, I was just thinking, if that goes in, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> the cup. he yeah. was that type of goalie that we he had that in his locker, yeah. like, but it, again, but to be fair, but maybe it's us, you know what I mean? We deify our managers and we, we kill our goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> because for 10 years since Grovelar had, had gone downhill, we, we'd had goalies like David James. I never trusted Grovelar either. Well, to be I, fair, I, I think I, a lot of Liverpool fans feel like that. I loved him, but I never trusted him. And you think, you know, think what we've got now, you know, it's absolute unconditional trust and love for him for Ali. <clears throat> but for so long, I mean, obviously, you know, years you do that come close to that, but... Even yeah. he had his, had, had his fallibility, didn't he? I won't have a word said against you as you do that. You know why? Just for that. Big pole in our yeah. goal. Yeah, no, just that. I've kissed our hand that saved that penalty. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> Plus, as well, he made the save off Shevchenko as well. But it's, it's a mental thing with goalkeepers, isn't it? And I suppose playing in front of a stand like the cop, yeah. where they, they can build you up to be the greatest things in sliced bread, or they can, if you hear that groan or that, ooh, one of them, yeah. it must be so debilitating as a goalkeeper. And, Luckily, on Fallison's, it's nice to give more than. I reckon if you put a blueberry deal together, do you know what I mean? It, it, it'd be considerable, maybe not as considerable as most, but there's, a, there's more than enough on there. He's done a few. But, but, but again, the thing is, he does it, and five minutes later, it's gone. He's forgotten about it, and so have we. Whereas the likes of Westerveld, we've had James for so long. We, In fact, it probably worked out well for Allison because we had. James, who was every five minutes, he just thought he was going to throw a clanger in. Then you have Westerveld, slightly less clangers, slightly more saves. Dudek, another improvement. Rainer, pretty much perfect. And now Allison, absolutely godlike status. Somewhere in the mix, like Chris Kirkland, hardly got a look in, did he? Yeah. But, uh, he was potentially a decent goalkeeper. Where are we, John, in terms of the game? We're going to September. Still in August. Yeah. Well, we're going to September. We start um, start September with two home wins, uh, one against Aston Villa, 3-0, which is an Owen first-half hat-trick. Uh, you mentioned David James one. fucking up for one of the goals as well, <laughs> in, in true form. <laughs> and then there's a Man City game after that where we beat them 3-2, and 
that's another one where we're two 0 up and, and coasting, and, and then they get it back. Volley, to, doesn't he? That game, yeah, yeah, they get so, it back yeah. to two all, scores to win. And I just remember Joe Royal being a bell end after the game <laughs> in a way that was really enjoyable. Like they got a penalty, and then he come on and moaned at the ref because he was like, the ref didn't want to give that. <laughs> And I was like, we did. I remember him saying, oh, the cop crowed three times, was what he said on match of the day. And then, and then, and then, and then the Quite a good line, to be fair. But he sends them down that, that season, which is where I remember it. But, but, you know, they're, they're, getting the, they're getting the game started. Then two draws away at uh, West Ham and home to Sunderland. And I remember um, yeah. Kevin Phillips scoring the belter. He was on fire at that time as well. By the way, didn't he score 30 goals in three consecutive seasons? Yeah, 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 so no, Owen scored ours, didn't he? It was like the you know the young and the, yeah. the young and the old. The, right? Well, the young, yeah, the young and the mid-range probably at that time. Kevin Phillips would probably have you saying. He was he? always but, old. Yeah, he, even, he did look at it. Even when he was 21, he was old. That's the that's the thing. Oh, this season, oh, you have like teams like Sunderland, Leicester with the same. Ipswich, Ipswich, Ipswich. Yeah, Ipswich. Marcus Stewart as well playing up front for them. He, was he scores against. Yeah. He scores against us. And I'm sure we draw yeah. one all. But I think that that probably speaks to the strength of the league. Whereas nowadays you've probably got a bit of a chasm for the teams getting top four and everybody else. It's probably getting a little bit closer now because there's a few more teams jumped in. Probably not for the right reasons. But around this time, you would have someone like an Aston Villa or an Ipswich or a Sunderland, and they'd be going hard all season for that. And yeah, they, they could yeah, come the to our field and beat it. If you look at the end of September, we're fourth in the table. Leicester are second and Charlton are fifth. Well, Charlton as well, didn't yeah. he? got them into Europe, didn't he? Nearly got yeah. them in the Champions League. Well, he nearly got the Liverpool job. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. So is, is Bowie still in the Charlton team then, or has he I'm gone to sure. Leeds by then? I think he. No, he's, he's Leeds by so, then, isn't he? Because we. we and the, the bald right back of No, because we, yeah. we tried to sign him from Leeds, didn't we? Bowie, yeah. Bowie, yeah. So I, I, I was about yeah, to die. a little story with that. Gerald Hulier stopped me and Andy Baker at about three o'clock in the morning in La Havre pre season. It might have been the following season. Uh, and he asked us about Lee Bowyer. And he said, Really? Yeah, he said, What do you think? He's humming in hard. And we just said, Look, if he doesn't, if you say come to Liverpool, and he goes, I'll think about it. Tell him to get stuffed. And he went, <laughs> I think you're right. And that's <laughs> what happened. <laughs> yeah. Isn't yeah. that funny? No word of a lie. Fair play to eh? <laughs> He's not Johnny Macal of Liverpool FC, but he is. That was the, the, the godlike manager, Gerard Hulier. Yeah. He was on the stroll. Tony John, you can't just throw that. Where? Le Havre. I know, we'll put docks. You look so like the docks. 3 a.m. stroll. So you're all looking I've for the I've same thing. I've seen Gibbons have some strolls at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be asking him any advice, by the way. He had his hands in his pockets and he just. And he goes, that's. Gerard, Julie. All right, Gerard. I'm, going, I'm oh, thinking oh. there was another conversation, but let's let's let's. I'm thinking there was, yeah, but that's it. Let's can't move on. That one. <laughs> he liked my beret. I had a lot of beret on. Of Were we played in the pre-season did. or something? Was it? Uh, that, I think that was the following season. So. The start of the following season. Yeah, when we yeah signed, no one cares where it was. We, we're off, we're off. Signed, yeah. saying is that we must we're have the and yeah. who was the other fella? Because he was asking us. On goal, yes. That was part of the payoff, wasn't it? Yeah. No, we had to go I don't there think and... he said get stuff, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Something Gerard would understand. Are we in Europe, yes? We, we, we get through against Rapid Bucharest. Do you want to do Rapid Bucharest? Do you go to Bucharest? Yeah, God, yeah. We did, Go on, do a bit of Bucharest. My first, my, well, first impression was... Dogs like the, the the taxi from dogs and kids the airport to the centre. It was it was you know it it was doomsday. Like there was literally packs of dogs running alongside the taxis and everything. And there'd been lots you know in the in the run up to it. 
because it was only a few hundred of us went, wasn't it? And there, there was lots of warnings about you know this that, and the other, you know, be streetwise and all of this, and and it didn't look good. But then suddenly you come into it, and it, it used to have this reputation of being the Paris of the, Paris East, of the and, East, and 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 it really was, you know, that that kind of central area. I, we went recently, went in. We we played somewhere about five, no, it was probably longer, about eight or nine years ago. We, we went from. There, but they had to play there. I can't remember who it was. It was the drunkest I've ever been in a fuzzy car, basically. <laughs> Whoa, that's, I tell you what, mate, that's some level. That. I, know, and I'm, well, I'm, was, I'm, it, I don't it, say that lightly. Yeah. <laughs> it was fabulous. I mean, we we were all in the same hotel. Was it, was it called the Empire? No, or I was the, in the capital. But right opposite was a bar called the Tic Tac. The Tic Tac. Tic Tac. Tic Tac. And it, it turned out to be legendary. I was just about to say, I've heard about the Tic Tac bar. And I'm assuming it must have been off your stories on the rattle. The, the, the fast forward is that one of Mackin's bills is now in the Museum of Liverpool. From the Tic Tac? So it's the Tic Tac yeah. ticker tape. It's, <laughs> it's about it's the nine first foot restaurant long. bill I've ever had for that's more than a million things. <laughs> I don't mean items on the bill, the, the cost was a million remaining. It was a million lay. somethings, wasn't it? Lay. That was lay. it. L E I, yeah. And then when you did the time, and we'd been there for hours and hours and hours, you know, maybe six hours. And when you you did your calculation, it turned out it was £38. <laughs> and it was literally every, like, like 20 bottles of wine on it. Just loads. Do you know what? It's, it's, it's stories like that. Because that, a few years later, we went to Riga, did me, me and John, I'm so humbled here, went to Riga, like, and we thought that was like Eastern Europe, and it, it was, but it was sort of becoming a little bit more touristy, wasn't it? Whereas we'd heard all the stories about places like this, and <clears throat> but I'm talking probably within five years. Oh yeah, I, well I went to Prague in '98, just just when we was with music actually, and, and like ten years later, it's just completely different. Everyone was going to Prague, weren't they? And it was yeah. Probably everyone spoke English. Whereas when you guys are going today, it's at the very end of probably. Like before, well, a key key thing is there's the advent of, of budget airlines, isn't it? Well, that's what I want to say. Before the budget airlines, that like was that. the game changer. So what? So was the 2001 then? No budget airlines, or did, was there all? How did you remember? Yeah, yeah. Luft, Lufthansa, uh, Romanian, the, the Romanian airlines. We were changing change of flight, weren't there? Frankfurt. Yeah. Now a direct oh, one. Yeah. So how many go to? How many went to this? Do you reckon? Less than 300. Less than 300. Yeah. yeah. And we've got two of them here. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. still one of my one of my favourite trips of all time. Yeah. At the morning of the match, I said, right, "I've got to get a program from this one because it'll be dead rare because no one's gone." So, got a taxi up here about ten o'clock in the morning. Uh, just asked my like, security guard, "Programs, programs," and he just pointed at what looked like a little ticket off his window. So went over and said to this woman, "Any match programs? Programs? Miming?" Yeah. And she goes, "Comes back. And I said, How much?" She writes up down a piece of paper. Right? It's about seven pence a program. Four forty. Told to keep the change. Yeah. And then so we went co- down the tunnel. You come back to the hotel, didn't you? Yeah. you, you I had to go back to the hotel, morning. drop yeah. and then come back. Um, went down the tunnel, ignored the security guard. He was telling me not to. And he got on the pitch, uh, talking to all the cleaning ladies inside the grounds. They were really nice. <laughs> then just a gentleman job. TV turned up, so we sang "You Never Walk Alone" on the pitch, and we were on the news that night. <laughs> And then helped all their ultras put their display out in the stands. Oh. What were the ultras like? You've got you've sound. Absolutely yeah, they were, they, yeah there, there was much ado about nothing there. But you've got to tell them about your emergence, wherein they what can only oh, yeah. be described as a butcher's coat. It wasn't a butcher's coat. It was <laughs> white with purple piping. <laughs> a posh, a posh butcher's coat. Yeah, same shit. Uh, after we'd done the pitch business, we went back up the tunnel and saw this little doorway that said buffet, B-U-F-E-T. Said, oh, it's got to be, hasn't it? So 
went in and it was like the canteen for the group, the ground for their staff, but it had a bar in it. So, beers in there, a couple of bottles of wine. And there was a, a chef in the kitchen who had this like kitchen jacket on, short sleeves, white, purple piping, and the club crest on. So I thought, but just that is a souvenir of all souvenirs. <laughs> so I bought it off him for $5, and he gave me his little hat as well. <laughs> Threw and, the hat in with me. Yeah, and then he gave me a photograph of himself, like a glossy, like five by six photo. It's nice. And it was only later on when I got back, he's, he's reading the porno mag in the picture. <laughs> Why did he give me that? <laughs> so I wore that. Was exchange, <laughs> yeah, it was a bit snug. You know, and I was a lot trimmer then. He turned and, um, up an hour end in this. I turned up with a matching it and a pair of wrapping boots. He looked like a hot dog shorts. seller. <laughs> Shits on a half and half scarf. That, it? it really yeah. does. Well, later in the conversation, I'll tell. I, I also did a rubbish swap in Porto, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that one a bit later. Right. Just, just earmark. Rubbish swaps. Rubbish swaps. Oh, well, it's okay. Nico tried to outdo me in the next game, and we'll come to that when we get there. We will come to that. We'll get into October. We start with a 3 0 defeat at Chelsea. Uh, yeah, you didn't think this would be a 10 pass, did you, John? I, I did. I did. Um, That's you know, a leap. It's a free podcast, I think. I was like, all right, mate. That's a leap through a few league games here. You go, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Well, no one's talking about getting beat 3 0 at Chelsea. It's fucking happened every year. But that, yeah. that, that was the West of one, another one, West of Elm punched us. Oh, yeah. We need to then, get to Old Trafford pronto, don't we? Yeah. Well, I wanted to actually do this one because we there's an international break there and then we come back and we beat Derby away 4-0. Oh. And that was the the first great performance of, of the season, I think, Kev. I'll, I'll talk to you, you're looking at me. Um, that Derby one. Um, yeah. Clinical, it was fantastic. The Berger goal with, with all the, the passes. Day, I'm mistaken, I can remember the, uh, the coach stopping off. Um, and so, I think Man United had like a, a midday kickoff. And they drop points. I'm just referencing back to our delusional, exuberant belief that everything is about to change and we're, you know, we're going to be back in the game. They'd been on a, a bit of a run of like drawing a couple. I'm sure they lost to Villa, maybe somebody that that morning. And we got there, and yeah, you know, the whole like the, the the whole Pride Park thing, you know, compared to the the baseball ground. It's such a horrible environment to, to actually Stead go. Stead I think you could go. I never went to baseball ground. Baseball ground was fantastic. It was one, one of those. Great, yeah. Apart from the fact <laughs> that you had to be six foot two to see anything. Yes, <laughs> terrace was yeah, like that slow. We were on the side, weren't we? Um, we can get into the, the FA Cup 1976, but but yeah. this was like, you know, and then you think, but we just took them apart, you know, from start to finish. Amazing. Yeah, we and were. One of my favourites ever away games. Did you go? Yeah. It was comprehensive. And I can't remember who it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Berg got the fourth. That's got the a hat. Berg great goal. I mean, great we, we went down one name yeah. with the lads from the original Reds all over the land forum. So yeah. Ian Mack, Peter Evo, all all Emmy and McHale on. And we went down, me and Ben, Peter Evo took us under his wing, Ward, you know, all them were on there. And just like, because I said to you at the start, I was 17, you know what I mean? And all I'd wanted was matchmates. So I'd been to a ways with my dad, but obviously it's different, isn't it? It just yeah. is. And, but then yeah, this yeah. one, like I felt like I was part of the away crowd. You got a bus, like? We were on a mini but we had our own minibus. So whatever, I don't know, in fact, Ian McHale had organised a minibus. Yeah, yeah. So we'd gone down with all them and we'd stopped off somewhere. So even little things like that, I, like, obviously now I've been, I've been all over the world and stopped off somewhere on the way. But then, I'd never done that before. I'd gone from ours to yeah, Ewood Park. to stop oh, off yeah, on the way to there, didn't you? Well, the dad drives you back. Exactly, back, yeah. yeah. So we, we'd stopped off and Peter Evo bought a bottle of um, Aussie Whites 
I made um, blobs. So Ozzy White's warm lemonade and sugar. Fucking hell, I was just, you said before, I being pissed in a football ground. <laughs> wow, was I fucking pissed in that ground. But I can still remember it all. Like, Heskey scores an unbelievable hat-trick. He's amazing. The yeah. one he bangs in yeah, is yeah. unreal. And the Patrick Berg goal, it finishes off a move of about 3,582 passes. It's honestly, <laughs> our crowd was all laying it, and then he just bangs it in from about 35 yards. Yeah. And it just, I remember, I was right near the front, and I just remember thinking, fucking all this, all of these things that I've wanted through coming to match since I was six. You could have retired after oh, that game. But do you know what, that, John, that's exactly how I felt. Because we weren't used to going to cup finals. Yeah. Like, I'd been to the 1996 Cup final, but we were saying before about how time's different as the longer you go. So 2001 to, to 95, so it's, it's only still 96, sorry. Five years, it's, it's five years, but I've gone from 17, from 12 to 17. So at that point, I thought, fucking hell, if I don't see anything else in my life, this will be enough for me. Because yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd gone to the match with all my mates. We'd stopped off. I was fucking bladders and Liverpool had absolutely dismantled. That's that a low bar, Kev. That but, is a low but, bar but, of but, expectation. But that, yeah. Do you know what? That's the expectation levels I had at but that time. Fancy your first cup final being the worst cup final of all ever, time. Ever, ever played. Hey, yeah. tell me about it. Hey, as a 12-year-old me. Yeah, when at least I went to Bolton. Well, <laughs> I had the ticket for Bolton, but I was playing footy for the school in Ireland, so I ended up over there. Yeah. The, that goal went in Cantona's goal. So I must have been, well, I'd have been 11 at the time. And I swear, I was right behind the goal the other end. And I sat down and just started crying uncontrollably. Literally, I don't mean like a few tears. I mean like I was sobbing like a little baby. And all Look, I you never got on telly. Honestly, that's, I was that far back in the old Wembley. You wouldn't be able to see me anyway. <laughs> and all I remember is loads of fellas coming down and doing what I'd do to a kid now. Saying, don't worry, lad, we'll be back, we'll be back. And I remember thinking, fuck off, you might think we'll be back. But like, we haven't won a league for six years, which is not now, is it? Quite which is not a no, but at yeah. the time, to me, it was it was a lifetime yeah. ago. And then went like being out outside the grounds, my dad going, "Lad, you have to stop crying." I, was like, <laughs> 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 I swear, I must have got some staffing before I stopped fucking bawling my eyes. That's because yeah. that's how that's how disappointed I was, yeah. and we didn't get yeah. to another cup final in yeah. until this season. So when that derby game happened. I remember thinking, well, cup finals are none of our business, really. We haven't been to them for that long, yeah. which I know it's a relatively short space of time in the overall, but to me, as a 17-year-old as a kid, it was a third of my life. Yeah, yeah, and it was as emphatic a victory away from home as we yeah. had for a long, Honestly, long time. Honestly, well, I, I, I still look back on that. I still look back on that day as a yeah. great day. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. One of my favourite ever cup ties, not the final comes in this season as well we'll, we'll lead yeah Leeds. Yeah, yeah. okay what a day what a day there's a section for Leeds don't you worry but I can, <laughs> yeah. I can always taste the Aussie White so I'm that story um, anyway we went forward and about at Anfield uh, following that derby one uh, we beat Leicester uh, Slovan Liberich um, but the one I want to do um, is Everton the Nicky Barnby derby oh. ah. who wants to go first who wants to go first Just Vitriol, wasn't it? Just one of the greatest goals ever. It's worth it. It's worth probably pointing out that by then, the derby has well and truly become poisonous. So it's been. Do you think that's the start of it? No, it's it, before. No, that's been before. Years, before. That season's almost the peak of it, you know. Because the, the, when we get onto the one later on, fuck me, that was poisonous. But at, but at, but at that point, well, yeah, that I've was where that, that, that was where it was really, really apparent. You know, prior to that, it's been death by a thousand cuts. There's been. It's been increasing and increasing, hasn't it? And there's a theory that, that that's going to be uh, in relation to the comparative demise. So in the, so 93, 94, they survive against Wimbledon, Wimbledon on the last day. Then Bolton. 
then they, you know, so it's, so it's going it's going downhill, and obviously, you know, that that whole conspiracy theory starts that it's not down to them being badly managed or buying the wrong players. It's it's down to us. But remember that the Nicky Barbie one, and obviously the fact that he used to play for them, you know, it's it clearly is, you know, in my mind, it's one of the most toxic atmospheres I'd ever experienced as a derby up to that point. Many, I agree, many but I loved it. Oh, you love it? I love games with that amount of vitriol in there. I love going to Old Trafford. And we'll talk about Old Trafford. <laughs> but, but what you want, you know, that is the thing that elevates those games to, to being beyond being just, you know, a game of footy. You want to experience that thing of, of real undiluted hatred. And it's never better than when you're in, in that little group of away fans that are that all directed at you yeah. I love that I can't tell you how much I love it it's one of the best feelings ever but in, in, in that game in particular like it, you know they that was a step up from the, you know the levels that we'd known before and the fact that he scored it was the opening goal wasn't it, it was yeah, the yeah, yeah. I, 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 I forgot just hit him really on the head no <laughs> it's, a, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's a great idea so Nicky Barbie in this season obviously signing him but they couldn't imagine it happening now. It, 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 it couldn't happen now because like their hierarchy is so embedded in all the business, it wouldn't happen. It, it wouldn't happen now because they haven't got any players we'd ever dream of. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I'd have, I'd have own Anna just to make him play keep you ups in the streets or something. Do you know what I mean? Just for just for the laugh about it. But we signed Nicky Barnby that summer, and he's forgotten about by a lot of Liverpool fans and because obviously I love this season. He's, he's definitely not by me, and. He, he, he fades very, he very much fades at the second half of the season. But you know, in the first yeah. half, we sort of we've gone through a few games there, like Liberec away and Olympiacos away. But he scores the goals, yeah. he, he, and he scores goals in games, not to make it three 0 or four 0 He's scoring the first goals yeah, in yeah. games, and he, he gets to win them. Or the, or the, or the yeah. decisive goal. Yeah, yeah, but like yeah. He, he was, a, he was a, he was a really, he, for me, he was a throwback to a Peter Beardsley type of player. <laughs> he was, he just, he was a bit more technical, <coughs> but wasn't as quick. By God, you knew he had the ball, and when he scored, like and that's, I think, I think he, gets, like, he doesn't get ten goals that season. No, he doesn't. It's not far off, you know. But, but, but what I mean is, he, he, he gets eight or nine in the season, but I'm not. He probably doesn't score after Christmas. But the goals that he, he got injured, score, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, yeah I'm pretty was. sure. I'm pretty sure he got. He, he had a couple of back no- bad knocks, and we don't see him again. That you know, maybe maybe towards the end of the season. But he only sure, scored probably three sure or four by out. this point. I'm sure and he was out for months, you know. Well, he does the Everton one, and the best thing about it is he celebrates like we celebrated. Yeah, didn't yeah. He? he was delighted to have given it to them. The only way it could have been better if he, if he somehow managed to run in front of their fans. But I don't blame him because, to be fair, he may well have died if he did. Because <laughs> as we yeah. said before. The vitriol forum was, oh, it was so wild, it was yeah, and it was yeah. before, like, it was before all social media style. Of, I wish he was dead and all that. You had to shout it to somebody who was in the same vicinity as you. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You had to shout it to people who, and other people could hear you. You can shout it to Ethan on Twitter and tell people you want them to die of cancer and all this type of shit, and there's no comeback from it. That day, they had to shout it. And they had, to, they had the backing of everyone around us, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. But they had to shout it in front of other people. And that's, listen, they fucking mentor as well. And that that was, honestly, that goal will, well, on my dying day, that'll be a goal I fucking <laughs> I, 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 I can remember, I, I think I'm writing that, that they equalised. Yeah, Kevin. Well, that's, well, that's bad, because I forgot that until, yeah. until I watched it back earlier today. Like, because in my head, Nicky Barmy scores, then we just win. But, yeah. but Kev Campbell equalised. Did you see after he scores as well? Two lads jump up on the front row of the cop. Yeah. Fucking madness. Dude. Like their ends is wishing one of our players dead, and there's two of their fans standing on the front row of the cop. And that wasn't unusual then. Yeah. But no, I, think I remember this that season, was an Everton fan by me. Yeah, I think this. I think this season is 
the turning points. You may have had one or two in their ends, but you had less and less you were willing to jump up and shout about it. And nowadays, well, I was in the Gladys Street for the, the, the away one coming up. Did you, not, did you jump up late? Did for the Gary Mackle. How, 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 how could you not? We behaved till then. Yeah. And then. I thought I'd nearly been arrested by then. I was in Ireland. <laughs> well, yeah. Come on we'll to come that back as well. to this. <laughs> we'll come on to that as well. But he, he does, he does it, you know, Kev Campbell gets the equaliser, which is which, which I always forget because in my head, you know, it's, it's a Barmy one. Even there's, Kevin Campbell being the Paddy Berger penalty, isn't there? Yeah. Wins it, 3-1, I think. That, 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 that sealed it. Who scored in between? I can't remember. No. Oh, yeah, I've got notes. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. I know we were 2 1 up. When you say it, I remember. I can remember, can remember, can remember doing it. It is a bit of Husky, well done. I'm a Husky. Under, undercooked shot, a bit of a scuffer. It is. Oh, it is. It's from about 25 yards out, and he sort, yeah. he sort of bends it with his right foot, where he's got like no chance of ever scoring that goal. Like, like I think it's Paul it must be Paul Gerrard, mustn't it? And it goes under his arms. That's yeah. what it is, yeah. That's yeah. what it was, yeah. Oh, it but the, there you go. The, the penalty is the one where you're doing somersaults and going, yeah. going berserk. Yeah. To win it, I, I win I think it's our first Anfield win and sometime that you know and if it's not it's, it's, it's one of only two or three in a, in a, a long period well, Kev Campbell had scored the win of the year before 99 yeah, yeah that, that, the year before I, yeah. I had a conversation with Kevin Campbell so I seen him at a day like a, I was at a dinner thing and he was there on another table he wasn't speaking all that he was just as, as a guest with somebody else and you know what he was just minding his own business honestly, with Kev. honestly what a fucking sound fella because that's exactly what he was doing and I said you, you fucking cut your eyes still haven't forgot that fucking goal he said you want a many son <laughs> I'm Sean I've got pictures of me I've got him in a headlock like pretends to punch him he, and then he he's, looks, got, he's got he one of me fucking exactly surprised to me honestly, Campbell. honestly he's an absolute gentleman you know yeah. really really nice fella but you know what? most of them are most of them are Let's, let, let's not personalise them in a positive way. We don't want to humanise the bastards. Do we? <laughs> We're not here to do that. So there we go. That was part one. Thanks a lot to the Kevs. And, of course, um, to John Mackin for joining me on the rooftop of Matau. It was a lovely sunny day. It was really, really good fun. It's probably Pushcombs to show my favourite season as well, although I might change my mind when I do a few of the other ones. But parts two to, oh, I don't even know how many. I think we're going to split it into four in the end. As I say, we recorded it in one hit, but I think it'll end up being four parts. So parts two to four, let's say, will be out over the next few weeks for Ampere Rap subscribers. So if that's not you yet, uh, maybe consider it. Uh, download the app. You will get some free tokens, as I mentioned before, or you can go straight to theanfieldwrap.com forward slash subscribe if you want to dive in and get all this. And, of course, all the other fantastic content that you get from the Anfield Wrap. It's going to be a great series. I'm really looking forward to it. We've only recorded uh, 2000-2001 so far, but all the other ones... You know, I'm really keen to do, and this just whetted my appetite. So, hope you enjoyed that. I uh, hope you enjoyed uh, what's to come. And as I say, do support the Anfield app in any way that you can. Up the Reds. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>